0: Hi, everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of the podcast. Did you notice that it's a Friday, and we have a guest joining us. I am so excited to introduce you guys to Stephanie Covington from A Life Well Saved. Ah, oh, I have been so eager to get her on the podcast and we have episodes scheduled through February at this point. So I thought, you know what? There's a handful of ladies that I really want to highlight and add in a few bonus episodes, make them super timely. And that is what's happening today. So this is a bonus episode. Um, You'll notice it's about the same length. I think that's going to be how these upcoming episodes are. We're going to have a few in December. This is my gift to you, a little bonus info, a little inside scoop on some of my favorite ladies, specifically um, friends that I've met through Instagram, which is really fun. And we talk about it in today's episode feels like a taboo kind of subject of of saying, oh, networking on social media and whatnot. But Stephanie and I, after we recorded, realized we're going to be in Aspen at the same time, and so this is a real-life friend, and it's going to be fun to be able to meet her and thank her in person for this really fun conversation. I think that often on social media, we find new friends or we follow people that we find interesting, um, and sometimes it ends there, but in my experience, and in this case, I love to learn more. I am so curious, and I'm always wondering how everyone is doing XYZ. It's why I started How'd She Do That, and so to have Stephanie join me and for her to allow me to ask those questions, hey, don't you work here? How long has this taken you? What does this look like? Um, It was such a treat, and I love everything that Stephanie has been sharing, and I love hearing more about the time frame in which she has created A Life Well Saved is really what we kind of highlight today. But you guys, she has a full time role. And I think, again, oftentimes we look at women online and we think, oh, well, she has a website. This is her full time gig. Um, And that's not the case for myself or for Stephanie or for some of the other women that we're gonna be highlighting um, in these bonus episodes this month. So it's such a fun conversation. Stephanie was so easy to talk to, so many different takeaways, but she did mention um, quite a bit uh, her work with The Avenue, Friendly Reminder, Lindsay Zorick, who she mentions and is the founder of The Avenue, was on How'd She Do That. She is episode 51. So if you want a little bit more insight into what Stephanie's talking about, who she's talking about, Lindsay shared her story, and it is one of our most listened to episodes. So it's a lot of fun to connect with The Avenue Girls. And of course, Stephanie is now at Amex, and she shares a little bit about her journey there from University of Miami in Florida to New York City, where she resides now in Tribeca. But We'll get into it. And again, this is just a a little bit more of a casual conversation, um, but one that I've been so eager to share. You guys, we recorded this on Wednesday, December 1st. Happy December. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Here is Stephanie Covington on How'd She Do That? Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's bonus episode of How'd She Do That?, Today's guest, Stephanie Covington, is the founder of A Life Well Saved, which was started as a creative outlet where Stephanie shares her latest finds and current obsessions. Stephanie's background has a strong influence on her unique aesthetic. She grew up in Santa Barbara for most of her life, though she lived in the Middle East and South America before settling in Southern California. Stephanie currently resides in Tribeca with her husband and Ruby Cavalier. She has worked as a consultant for lifestyle brands such as Over the Moon, The Avenue, and Voyager Club, and has an eye for interior design, fashion, mixing high and low pieces, and getting good deals. Never pay retail is her motto unless it is truly special. When Stephanie isn't picking out new pieces to share with us or working her day job at Amex as a manager of operational risk, she is likely spending time with her family, which includes her husband of two and a half years. Stephanie, welcome to How'd She Do That?
1: Love that! Thank you so much for that wonderful intro, Emily. I'm so excited to be here. A little nervous, but thank you for having me.
0: Oh my gosh! Well, I um, I didn't tell you this before. Sometimes I save these little moments for for our listeners to hear. But I have been so excited to welcome you on, mostly because I am just curious, George, about you and your life. Because every time I turn around, Stephanie, you are where I would like to be. You're doing <laughs> so many fun things, and I. I just find everything you're doing to be so unique, and I'm excited for my listeners to get to know you today.
1: Oh well, thank you, and I could say the same about you. You make <laughs> me um, miss home a lot, and I can't wait oh. to be in California and. Just shy of two weeks.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Well, let's start there because I was so curious to learn that about your upbringing and to know that you're a Southern California girl now living in Tribeca. Maybe tell us this, uh, tell us a little bit about, yeah, your upbringing, but also where did you go to school and what did you major in?
1: So I have been living in Santa Barbara since 2000. Um, and you went into a little bit of background there, but my dad, um, he was actually in oil and gas, so that's the reason why we moved around so much. We basically yeah. moved where the oil was, yeah. so that we just <laughs> live in all those very cool countries. Um, yeah. And eventually, we he decided to settle in Southern California, and that's where my mom still lives. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to go visit her for Christmas and spend a good amount of time with her and my sister. Mm-hmm. and. I absolutely adore Santa Barbara. I'm sure everyone who's been there feels the same way. (laughs) Um, But growing up, it was a bubble. yeah. And I was antsy to get out and just see the world and do something different. So I actually ventured out to the University of Miami in Florida, not Ohio. (laughs) 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 A lot of people get that confused. And I'm like, no, no. Florida <laughs> so um that was pretty unusual at my high school because in California I mean if you grew up in California no one really leaves California you know yeah. you, you kind of just stick around it who would want to leave California <laughs> but, um, So I think I was one of maybe six out of my graduating class. mind you my graduating class was only 65 total but we oh, yeah. actually ended up going out of state for college so. Yeah, I went to school at the University of Miami in Florida. I absolutely loved it. I majored in marketing and management, and it was kind of a blur of a time. It's definitely a party school, but (laughs) you definitely have to be there for the right reasons. If not, you're not going to survive, and you will not make it past the first semester. You have to balance both.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's fun to hear. Do you credit that cross country move to having lived so many places before California? I think so.
1: Um, Just, well, another, here's another layer to the worldliness. Um, Yes. My dad was actually British and my mom is Peruvian and it's uh, funny, all three of us were born in the same hospital in Bakersfield, California, which is so random. Oh
0: my gosh, Bakersfield. Uh, How yeah. funny is that?
1: <laughs> that's crazy. I know. No one ever wants to go to Bakersfield, but that's where we were born. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I think I had that ingrained since we were a baby. You know, my mom and dad just put us on flights ever since yeah. we popped into the world. We've been on flights and they always kind of just fostered that, um, need to travel and just learn about different cultures and they've always been away from their families and always did their own thing. So yeah, I kind of grew up that way and I wanted to do my own thing and figure out my own world.
0: Oh, that's so cool. And to know that, like, yeah, when you headed out as a fresh to be freshman in college, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do cross country Miami. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, you majored in some things that it seems like you may still be utilizing a little bit of, of that major. <laughs> but ultimately, what was your first role out of school? So it's so
1: funny. Um, I got a job as an analyst working for Nielsen. And if you're not familiar with Nielsen on this podcast, you would, you wouldn't know that they're a, mar- they're like a market research company. So it's very analytical, very nerdy, very, <laughs> so not me. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I think they came, they must have come to one of the college fairs that was happening at UM. And, um, at the time that I was a senior, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, my fellow marketer marketing majors will also attest to the fact that marketing is very general. You can really do anything with it. So at the same time, I love that about it, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do in that field aside from move to New York. And, um, yeah, so I think once I got that. Job. It just was kind of my stepping stone to move to New York City. And I lived in Stamford, Connecticut for a year before moving to New York, uh, just because I knew I could transfer to the New York office and get my foot in the door. So I did that. Um, I will say I did not love Stamford, Connecticut. <laughs> I, I wanted more of that New York City feel. And, you know, all of my friends from Miami were in the city. It's funny because Miami is, it's a hub for people from the Northeast. Those snowbirds, right. you know, yes. want to go somewhere warm and pleasurable for four years. So <laughs> all of my friends were from the Northeast. So it just made sense for me to progress to the New York City and live here and, you know, continue that momentum, but in a professional setting.
0: Well, it's always so interesting. And I love you just connected the dots for me because when I hear someone share their first role (laughs) (laughs) like that, I'm waiting for the why. And it sounds like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that first role was really like you just shared, a stepping stone to Mm -hmm. more of a location.
1: Yeah, more of a location and also this job paid more than 30 K a year, which you awesome. know, people who are working in like an, at an agency or in fashion and yes. you lived in New York, I don't know how you did it because New York city is very expensive. I yes. myself was not able to afford to live that way. So this yeah. actually paid more than 30 K a year. So it paid and it could get me to New York and I took it.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. What year is this?
1: This was 2013.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're, we're around the same. um, Yeah, we're around. I was actually in New York in 2013 as well. You were? What were you doing? So I was at um, Foot Locker. And similar to what you shared earlier about Miami and Uh being Miami, Miami, I was in corporate. So I wasn't at a store. (laughs) Sometimes people get confused. (laughs) Um, But I was in marketing on 34th Street at Foot Locker. So that's Mm -hmm. so interesting that we we were both there at that same time. And I can definitely uh, resonate with that 30K. Um, There were a few PR people that I checked out. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing that anyone would think that they could afford to live in New York at that. Um, So- Again, listener, if that's you, bravo, and let us know how you're doing that. How did you do that? (laughs) Because that's amazing. So tell us this, while you're in this role, because obviously, as we've seen, you know, those of you who follow Stephanie and you're familiar with A Life Well Saved and all of the beautiful things that she shares, uh, at this time, are you kind of thinking, okay, I'm going to be here for a year? What, What did it look like? And how long were you in that position?
1: So I was in Connecticut for a year and then I transferred to the New York office and I stayed at Nielsen for another year just to, like I said, get my foot in the door and kind of see what I wanted to do next. And um, I went to go, I switched over to the agency world, well, more publishers world. Um, I worked for a company called Parade. Uh, They used to be owned by Condé Nast. Now they're privately held. And I, work, I did operations for them for about six years until this year.
0: Wow. Um, oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. It, it was a long, long time. But the reason I stayed for so long was because I really loved my boss. Um, mm. Her and I were close friends, kind of like best friends. We just had that great relationship. So I think that's part of the reason a lot of people stay in their jobs is mm. one of the biggest factors is who you work with, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's re- really kept me there for so long. Uh, I mean, her daughter was in our wedding. She was a uh, little flower girl. So um, that just kind of spoke to that relationship.
0: Uh, yeah. And what did that role entail? Operations, wh- what exactly were you doing?
1: So it was mostly um, like the business day-to-day operations. So anytime from the point of when um, someone bought an ad and Parade Magazine or any of the other magazines we had, kind of uh, making sure that we had the right paperwork, making sure that we knew um, where the ad was going to run within the magazine, um, any you know added value that was given at the time, making sure that all those bells and whistles came to fruition, working with marketing, working wow. with the plants, production, um, editorial. It's just you're kind of like holding everyone's hands and making sure nothing falls through the cracks. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> Are you real detail-oriented?
1: Yes, I am. Okay.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So that that skill, the things you're sharing just then would not be my skill set, but for someone who's very detail-oriented, I'm sure that they were sad to see you go just as recently as last year. Is that right? So
1: actually it was this August. Um, oh my God. Is when I officially left. But I had been working um on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying this live, but whatever. I already left <laughs> <lost> the company. So <laughs> on the side, I had actually been consulting um for lifestyle brands. Awesome. So um, you know, I was kind of in a slump at that point at my job. Um My boss ended up leaving. They had Mm. a lot of restructuring within the company. Yeah. So it wasn't where I wanted to be. And I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to do next. And this was right before COVID hit. Wow. And, you know, we had just gotten married and, you know, I was like, okay, now what's next? Wedding planning is done. I don't know what I'm doing in this role. You know, my boss isn't here trying to figure out what was next. And... Our wedding had actually recently been featured on Over the Moon. I want to say like December before COVID hit.
0: Uh,
1: And I decided to use my network and start casting wide nets and got creative. So I emailed Over the Moon and I was like, hey, are you guys hiring at all? And it turns out they were because they wanted to go through a whole rebrand and they were going to launch a registry. And so I remember meeting with them, goodness, January, and then, you know, the world started ending around February and March. Yes. And, you know, so we were all set. I was going to start consulting for them, do kind of a trial run and see if they'd be able to bring me on full time. That was the goal. And I did that. And then the world came about to end. And (laughs) I was like, you know what? I'm able to do both. I'm able to have my full-time job and do this consulting. And we'll see if I'm able to turn it into an actual career after. Wow. Um, But as you know, COVID is still here and a a lot of the brands weren't really in a position to hire full-time or they also just salary wise, it wasn't really there um, for what I needed. But anyways, that was kind of the beginning of my experience working with lifestyle startup brands. And it was the opening of the world of Instagram to me. Mm. From then on, I went to consult for the Avenue. I went on to consult for the Voyager club and you know, if you're not familiar with them, you should check them out on Instagram. They're a great travel company. They're based in London. The woman, Sophie who heads them, is one of my good friends and she's, she's, Absolutely a gem, and she knows what she's doing. So, if you ever need help in traveling, once the world gets back in a normal place, (laughs) there for inspo. Um, And yeah, so I I really did operations, I did sales, I did Shopify product creating, I did marketing, I did social, I did e newsletters, partnerships. It really just opened my eyes to the world of Instagram. And I was like, hey, I can do something like this. And That's when I started A Life Well Saved was when I was still working at the Avenue. And I realized I really did love connecting with these small business brands. You know, that was part of my job at the Avenue was to bring on new vendors Hmm. onto the Avenue that we can um, represent and have a part of their portfolio. And I loved working with creatives, but I just didn't love doing it full time because like I said the salary wasn't exactly what I was used to and especially living in New York. Um, so unfortunately that's just where it didn't add up. But, and also if I wanted to grow and devote all my time to life all saved, I felt like it had to be one or the other. It's just hard when your job involves Instagram and then what you're trying to do also involves Instagram. I feel like it kind of cannibalizes a little bit. But anyways, in a twist of events, <laughs> I can no longer consult for these brands on the side, but, and now I'm back in corporate America and I work at Amex and I do a life while well saved on the side.
0: Oh my gosh. I love, <laughs> well, I love everything you just shared and I love even to backtracking. You're like, I'm saying this live, but it's such an encouragement because I think that I I've I have found in my life that, that my plate actually can hold more. And I find it really interesting that you experience that as well, even with a full-time role. And I'm not saying that's the case for everybody, but mm-hmm. I think when you get excited about something like you did in regard to consulting and being able to utilize the skills that really come naturally to you and to be able to say, I'm going to reach out to, because tell us this, you just reached out to these brands directly to say, hey, what's going on with you? Or I offer consulting. What, mm-hmm. what did that look like, that first reach out to a brand in Hope? Of potentially working together before a life well saved?
1: So, like I said, over the moon, I leveraged that with my wedding teacher. And, you know, I already had the email addresses and kind of had that rapport with um, the girl who wrote my story and the founder. So, that was kind of my in. And they needed someone with an operations background, which I did have. I just didn't have any of the other experience, I had no experience really doing fashion as my real job, I just learned it on the fly. So just don't be hesitant to, you know, do a pivot or a career switch like that, even if you don't necessarily have the experience, because a lot of the times, and I will say this with the startups, um, they don't probably have the right money to allocate it to the top people who right. should be doing finance or should be the CEO of the company or should be doing x y and z so they will hire those girls right out of college or they will hire those people who don't necessarily have the experience because they know you're able to put what you already know or kind of just be able to learn on the fly and i'm sure a lot of you know those founders they don't have that like business experience per se but they have the vision and they have the ideas so It's just kind of rolling with the punches and you're kind of just going along and you're figuring it out and you're just building a brand as you go, which is pretty wild. But that's really the story behind a lot of these brands is they have the ideas and they have the visions, um, but they don't necessarily know everything. and Not everyone knows everything. People just take a chance on you.
0: Yes. Well, and I love too what you just shared because oftentimes, and I even shared this before we started recording, people could Mm -hmm. look at you and think, Oh, you the, you know, your full time job is a life well saved. That's what Stephanie does. (laughs) And it's like, you're like, no, I'm literally at Amex. And I think it's so great for listeners to hear, you know, even the example of working with smaller brands. Mm -hmm. Like you said, people have an idea. They don't know everything. They're figuring it out as they Go. They're stepping out. And I think what I'm really taking from you, and I'm even thinking like, gosh, what should I be doing with this personally myself? But I love that you were out to assist in whatever way you could and made those connections, which I would say might even be how I found you originally. So even as you were stepping out and partnering with these brands and, and looking to see how you could assist in some way, that is that the whole time frame that you're thinking? Hey, maybe I could do this as well. Mm-hmm. What did it look like to start a life well saved? And you guys, we were talking before we started recording. This was last year, right?
1: Yeah, this was this time last year. My goodness, I think my first post was November, and I started taking it actually seriously and posting more often. Probably not until the new year, so January of this year. But, oh my um, gosh. I know, which is, it's wild. I, I, my whole concept of time is warped. <laughs> yes, <laughs> A bit. All of us, yes. Um, but yeah, this was all the while. I mean, when I left over the moon, the whole reason I got connected with the Avenue was actually via Instagram. I wow. had no relationship with those girls at all prior to starting with them. I mean, they're based in Houston, Texas. I'm here yeah. in New York. You know, yeah. why would they hire someone here in New York. And it's funny, now we laugh. I think Lindsay Lindsay, and I and those girls met up this summer when they did a pop-up out East. And she joked that the reason they hired me was because <laughs> they thought I was cousins with Arielle Sharnes.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: I just died laughing because oh I think have a, I have a photo with her on my personal Instagram, not a life all saved. And I thought the caption would be funny to write cousins. But it oh. was literally a joke. But I think people took it seriously. <laughs> but anyways, we, we joke oh about gosh. that now. And um, I'm sure that's not the sole reason they hired me. but <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> but, um, gosh. It was really funny. But yeah, like I said, it's just through Instagram, just a DM. You know, Instagram isn't just vanity metrics. It's not just posting you know, picture of your family or about likes and whatnot. It is a community and it really helps bring small brands together. Or, you know, a lot of the times those brands that we brought onto the avenue, we discovered them through Instagram, someone posting it, someone, you know, wearing something like that. Um, A lot of that awareness, a lot of that seeking out comes through Instagram. Um, You know, you could find a job via Instagram. You can... Meet up with a blogger and an influencer for coffee and just have a relationship and who knows, become friendships from that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of opportunity on Instagram. It's not just vanity metrics. I will say that.
0: Well, I've, I I love that I actually just wrote that down vanity metrics. I had not heard that but I agree. Even the fact that you and I are chatting right now and that I was like, "Stephanie, can you come on and I have an episode <laughs> lined up forever, but will you do a Friday episode with me?" and you're like, "Yeah, I want to I want to come on and chat." I think it's so cool and I think that for me I only recognized really recently mm-hmm. the full source of of power or the whole the whole the the opportunity that arises via these relationships. And I love what you just shared about you can get a job on Instagram, you can connect with people and it's it's actually a tool and it sounds so cliche to kind of dwell on this point, but I really think there are a lot of people who don't recognize how helpful it can be. But I'm curious, when did you tap into that? Because I, as I mentioned, I see you all over the place and you're meeting people in real life that you may have met through, you know, being online and whatnot. When did you tap in on that and say, I'm going to make this be a normal in real life connection?
1: I mean, goodness, I think because it was also, this was also during COVID that wasn't really allowed. And I feel like I was craving that more. And as slowly people started traveling more. And I think the first time maybe I met with people was when I went to Florida. And when I went to Palm Beach, um, I know you said Nan is coming next week and she's going to be maybe doing one of these podcasts with you. And she was one of the first people I met. And Her background is actually very unique. She also, her actual job is she actually does consulting for jobs and she, that's her full time job is all these different clients. And she was the one who kind of gave me the inside scoop of how Instagram works and our style, like affiliate linking and, you know, this community and making introductions. And she was like, you should connect with so-and-so and whatnot. And it really opened my eyes like, okay, this, there is this community for both professional and just to build friendships. And it's just, it is a good networking. And also your Instagram is kind of like your resume. If you want to get a job out of it, people are going to look at your Instagram and people are going to stalk. They're going to see, do you fit the aesthetics? Do you have the eye? You know, is this in line with my brand? Um, So just be mindful of that too. If you're public, people will look at that too.
0: Yeah. You no, know, it's it's such a great resource in so many different areas. And I wish I'm like, I'm racking my brain. If I remember before this goes live, I'll have to think of how I found you because I'm I, even that I'm talking to you right now, I'm like, oh, this is so fun that I did. Um, but tell us this because I'm really curious. Mm-hmm. What did it look like for you to think, okay, I want to start a life well-saved, Where did that idea name come from? Maybe share a little bit more about the passion and excitement around it.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. So this is always fun because I have always taken pride and joy in volunteering, you know, where I got something or exactly how much I spent on something when I'm complimented, like when I'm wearing anything at all, or, you know, people come over to my apartment and you know, they look at something and I'm pretty <laughs> scrappy and savvy and I've always loved using promo codes. I always <laughs> love scouring the internet to try and see where I can get the best price for an item that I want to buy. I'm very resourceful and it's not so much that, um, I'm like penny pinching yes. <laughs> that you would say. It's just that I enjoy the feeling. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, goodness, maybe, I think the aha moment was when I had some of my husband's friends come over and we were sitting around. We have this large brown marble table in our living room, or living room, I call it our living room, we live in a <laughs> one-bedroom in Manhattan. <laughs> our little
0: alcove That's a, a living room. <laughs> a living room. Want, our little alcove <laughs> <home>
1: area. Oh, <laughs> Where we so, have table. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this table that took forever to be delivered as many of you know the pain points of covid and ordering furniture. Yes. Um you know, they complimented us on the table and they and I proudly said I got it on Craigslist and I told them how much we paid. And people would think I was crazy to go get a marble table on Craigslist and I think they sell it in one of the famous retailers. It looks exactly, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it looks exactly like this brand that goes for like thousands of dollars if yes. you paper it online. Anyways, my husband, you know, just laughed it off to the friends and was like, yeah, you know, typical stuff. She just likes seeking the best deal when she can. <laughs> and then our friend Aaron, um replied, no, she just likes winning. And uh-huh. it's true. I... I really do. And that's just my personality. It's not about saving money. It's more about the satisfaction I get after, you know, scouring the internet or haggling or persisting in getting a promo code. And when it actually does work and gets you that 15% off, Yes, <laughs> I think that's just the type of person I am. I'm extremely persistent. And I don't know, like if, if you, you know the saying where there's a will, there's a way. Yep. That's me in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love that. And I can tell that if we were close, we would be running around doing the same thing. I love that you, 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 you captured it so well with that friend of like, no, I just like winning and being able to say- Yeah, this is on my side. I have a twin sister. We call that "get her done" gals. That's what we "get her done" gals. So that might be the Texas (laughs) side of me coming out, but but that's that's kind of our take on that. And I love that you then decided, okay, I'm I'm going to share this online. Did that come naturally to you? And I am curious because I think a lot of times. When women think about starting a blog, or they think about mm-hmm. jumping in and starting to utilize social media as a networking tool, it all seems so passe or kind of like oh, okay, I've heard this for so long. Did you have any hesitation in doing so, or were you like, I'm going to have fun with this and see what it looks like?
1: I did have hesitation because um, I don't like being called an influencer or yeah. a blogger and. I I do have a website, but if you go on it, you'll see it's like still in the works. It's like coming soon. I don't (laughs) know if it ever will come to fruition. (laughs) I personally don't have the time to write blog posts like so many other bloggers do who do this as a full-time job and kudos to them that they do it. But um, like I said, I have a full-time job and it is working at Amex and I just do this on the side and Instagram itself takes a lot of work by the time you come up with a caption, by the time you edit something, you post up stories, you tag, you link. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, so I did kind of that stigma was there in the beginning. And if you go, if you stock my back posts, you'll see um, they were mostly um, like screenshots of like pretty photos I saw from other Instagram accounts. And I would of course credit whoever took the photo or wherever yeah. I got it from. And I would post more about deals and stuff that came to mind. And I think I had a conversation with, are you familiar with Stacey Flinner?
0: That name sounds familiar. I'll have to look her up.
1: She is um, a blogger slash influencer. She's best friends with Sarah Flint.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cute.
1: Yes. And she, I actually went to her for some advice And she was asking me what the purpose of like this whole Instagram account is, what I want to do with it in the future. And she told me that I should start um, putting myself more in front of the camera and taking more photos of me that people want to Mm -hmm. know who is behind this account. You know, they want to know the face. They want, they relate more that way. You want it to be more organic. But, but at the same time, I was like, oh my gosh, me in front of, the camera. I don't want (laughs) staged photos. I don't want to like literally have photo shoots and hire someone in Central Park. That's just just personally not me. I know other people who do it and again, kudos to them, but I just wanted it to be more organic. So if you look at mine, it's more, I try to make it as organic as possible. There will be photos of me. I've gotten more comfortable in front of the camera. I think it comes as you go along and as you see that your voice Actually resonates with some people, and people yeah. want to know what you're wearing. People will start asking you, "Hey, what's that frame, you know, behind you in in that shot?" And you know, they want to know where you got stuff. And so I think you you become more comfortable. And um, again, it just depends what you want to put out there and what you want to do. But personally, I think a life well saved has m- morphed much more into just like promo codes and deals. I'm sharing more. Of my life, I'm more yeah. lifestyle content, and I I just think it's me oversharing my life, no shame. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, and I'm so glad that you would. I feel like, and I I know I've I'm kind of harping on this, but I feel like it's so fun to just see a little bit of a, a new wave of inspiration and content come from women like yourself, specifically from 2020. Mm -hmm. And it's been fun to see because again, you guys, and many of you may already follow Stephanie and and it's fun for you guys to hear her voice and just a little bit of the behind the scenes today. But in my opinion, I mean, I look at your account, you've seen quite a bit of growth in a year.
1: Yeah. And I will, okay. I'm glad you touched on this because I, I will get some messages from people who have just started similar accounts and ask me, you know, how did you grow so much and so quickly? Yeah. And I'm not tooting my own horn by any means here by saying that, but you, you know, you pointed that out. And, um, I had relationships working through the Avenue from before working through over the moon. Yeah. So I feel like I leveraged, you know, like I said, I was in charge of partnerships of some of the marketing and whatnot. So I kind of had some of those relationships and I took, you know, people I knew from Sarah Flint too and yeah. I leveraged my network and my community and I think having a few of those maybe bigger names when people see that they follow you they're yeah. more likely to follow a smaller account cuz they're like, "Oh, well, she thinks it's cool, so I'm going to follow this account too." Yeah. So, I will say that plays into it. So don't compare yourself too much to other accounts that have grown so quickly. Because, like I said, you you didn't probably know this backstory to me. Um, so I'm not that cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's not that's not the answer. <laughs> no, you're very cool, and I love that you would. Sh- I would love that you would share that because I do think. I mean, and it's really funny because even on a fun bonus episode like this, we have a pause and rewind moment. If you guys listen to the episode, you know, I say that fairly often, but I love what Stephanie just said. Don't compare because you don't know the backside. And I love too mm-hmm. that you're like, listen, I leveraged my network and I grew fairly quickly, but that's because I had real life connections. And the theme that I'm really sensing that I'm taking away from our conversation that I I want to figure out how I can continue to do this with the podcast is like, you really leverage in real life relationships and you partner them with your online communications and relationships and fun. And I think that that's that's kind of where everything comes hand in hand. So for those of you who are listening and you're loving what Stephanie's sharing and you've been thinking, okay, I want to start something or I want to do something. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. just an Instagram account. It doesn't even have to be a blog. I think a lot of people stick around on an Instagram account more than heading to a blog. Um, And I'm kind of with you on that, but you guys think about, yeah, who in your real life... Do you already know who could assist? And I and I think too Stephanie my other takeaway from this conversation with you that I want to do more. I think I've seasons of doing this well, but you do it it seems very well is asking questions. Yeah. And like touching base with people. What how is there ever any hesitation in you doing that or does that come naturally to you because it sounds like that's something that you think to do fairly quickly.
1: Um, yeah, I think it comes natural to me because, you know, when I worked at the Avenue, that was my day-to-day job was finding new brands to bring onto the Avenue. And yeah. that takes a person who has social skills and like knows how to navigate that a little bit and knows how to, you know, cater to them and bring them in a little bit. So, and I've just al- always personally enjoyed that. And I, I do consider myself a social person and I, I love getting to know people I love getting to know their backstory. Like I said, I love just grabbing coffee with someone. It's not transactional per se. It's not an ulterior motive. I just personally love meeting people. Like yes. even with my friends, I love meeting parents. Parents yes. is like, Meeting parents is one of my favorite things ever because you learn more about your friends and where they came from. And yes. you get to hear those wild stories. And, you know... I don't know. I just love chatting with people.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, it comes naturally to you, which is why I knew you would be a fabulous guest. And this has been so much fun. Guys, we're Mm -hmm. actually recording this on Wednesday. So this is very much a timely episode. Um, Stephanie, what would you maybe tell us that you're learning now in life?
1: Just to take one day at a time. Um, Mm. Everything ebbs and flows in life. Um, You know, whether it's your job, whether it's relation your relationship with your husband or whether it's friendships. Um yeah. you know, everything comes and goes for a reason. There's a time and a place for everything. Mm. Just kind of go with it. It's life, but at the same time it's so short that go for it, be happy with what you do. If you're not happy, do something about it. Yeah. Get a new job. You know,
0: yeah.
1: mend your relationships, go after it. But in the end, life doesn't just happen to you. Just you have to make something out of your life.
0: Oh my gosh! I literally have chills. Yeah. I literally have chills. I I couldn't agree more. And what a great like just quick amazing takeaway. Um, another pause and rewind moment, you guys. I'm not going to unpack all of that. You've got to go listen to what Steph just said. Well, again, this is so fun because this is so timely. So this episode's coming out on Friday. What what's next for you? What what's coming up for you? What can we be looking forward to?
1: Um, if Let's see. What's next for me? Goodness. Um, I want to try and continue to grow a life all saved organically and keep doing this on the side. And yeah. who knows, maybe someday I'll do it full time. But for now, it's just fun. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. I've met so many cool people. So we'll see where it takes me next.
0: Oh, nope, so man. good. Yes, yes, so good. Well, is there anything we didn't cover today that you'd like to? Mm,
1: I think we covered it all. Like I said, for those who are looking, you know, to also start an Instagram account or do something similar, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to people, don't be afraid to do this. There's plenty of room in yes. the Instagram world, for newcomers, everyone has a fresh take on things. Everyone has a fresh perspective. So I encourage you to keep reaching out to people, um, tagging people. People will repost you. That's probably one of the biggest ways you can grow is if someone reposts you. Maybe, I don't know, yeah. if you tag Courtney grow and she reposts you or things I bought and liked, you'll yes. grow exponentially. It's You'll figure out the little nuances of Instagram and you'll figure out... Um, the best parts of Instagram. But I would say the best part of Instagram is a community and really lean on those good eggs that you find on Instagram. And they'll provide sage sage advice and they'll encourage you to grow and see you grow too. And um, yeah, so just don't be afraid. At all. Oh,
0: and I know so many of those ears are listening now, Stephanie. I'm sure many who have admired what you've been doing, or perhaps you've asked for advice. How fun is it to see how much you've grown in, in yeah. just a year? Even for myself included, it's like, this is awesome. Well, within that same sphere and, and really within mm-hmm. the kind of what we've been chatting about today, the theme of of networking continues to come to mind. And I'd love mm-hmm. to know, who do you know that should maybe come on and share their story?
1: I think you should chat with, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Heart from Heart Jewelry. So she's based in Charleston and oh. she is an absolute sweetheart. And her and I met up when I was there the end of September and I just love her vibe and her mm. honesty. And we have lunch at that spot, Leon's Oyster Bar.
0: So cute.
1: She was very pregnant. I think she was only <laughs> weeks away from the due date. Oh. And, you know, I was a little nervous because we're going to this oyster shop. And I'm like, yes. What are we going to eat? I literally <laughs> thought that. Oh, my gosh. And we sat down and she kind of just took charge. And she was like, Let's just order oysters and I'm gonna have a glass of champagne. And <laughs> I absolutely loved her even more
0: yes. when she said
1: that. And yes. I just think she's a true badass and her jewelry is beautiful oh. and it's also affordable. They make great gifts. And you should just definitely, you know, DM her. She'll probably respond or her sister. They kind of keep it in the family. Oh. And you definitely reach out to her. She I would love to hear more about her. Personal story too.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's such a great recommendation. You all will have to stay tuned for a potential episode with Heart. And Stephanie, I know many of my listeners are probably already following you, but I want to hear from you. Where can listeners best connect with you?
1: Instagram. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) literally, Instagram. Um, I'm pretty quick to respond to DMs, so feel free to reach out whenever. If you're looking you know, for a certain dress for an event, if you're curious where something I posted is from, if you want any travel, any work advice, you want to collaborate with me, who knows, yes. um, grab a coffee when you're in New York City next, literally anything. Um, <sighs> I'm an open book. I'm happy to help where I can. So just DM me.
0: And you guys, I can attest Stephanie is very quick at DMs because I often bug her in them (laughs) and I'm always saying, Stephanie, what are you doing? How do you do this? So do, do reach out. And you guys, I hope you all have enjoyed today's bonus episode. Stephanie, this was so much fun. Thank you again.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you, Emily. And you know, maybe if I'm out in California, you and I can get together.
0: thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.